0: friends. Welcome to the Brave Enough podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back or enjoy your drive and let's get authentic, real and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilcutt. And I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In season two, episode 28, Sasha talks about how to stay mentally healthy during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Welcome to the Brave Enough Show, everyone. It's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Thanks for tuning in today. And I recognize that we are all in very different times these days. As a anesthesiologist, I am trying to keep up with all of the incoming information and our planning and our leadership on how we're going to, number one, keep all of our department members safe, and then number two, how we're going to take care of all of our patients, because if we as healthcare workers cannot stay well, we will have a serious problem. So we're really trying um, to, to stay positive and to stay healthy, and I know many of you listening work in healthcare, or you know someone in healthcare, and many of you are also at home now, uh, which I'm really thankful. I hope that you're at home. I hope that you're not out and about so that we can really flatten the curve of COVID-19. And so I am gonna do a little pivot and I thought that we would take the next several episodes and just talk about what's really going on in my life, what I'm doing with my family to stay healthy, to stay mentally okay, and how I'm coping with all of this and probably, hopefully encourage all of you in similar ways. I want to encourage you, if you're listening, to pick up a copy of Between Grit and Grace. It's just an amazing book that really, if you think about it, it's the perfect time to go through something like this because it's all about self-reflection and internal growth. And you can pick it up at Barnes & Noble or Target or online or really any bookstore, Amazon. But I want to encourage you to read it if you have not read it yet, just because I think it's so applicable to our time that we're going through in life right now and how we're all really needing to embrace a growth mindset and how we really need to be gritty and yet give grace as things are constantly changing in our world day to day to day. I can tell you as an anesthesiologist, what was, proper and right for us to do yesterday, today we're finding out we have to kind of pause and pivot and do something different. And so I think it's so important that we all take this time to kind of self-reflect. And I would love for you to just tell me what you think about Between Grit and Grace. If you've read the book, please post a picture of it online and give me a little shout out. I'd love to hear your thoughts. But I thought today what I would talk about is How I'm staying mentally healthy during COVID 19. And I feel like I'm in a position where I can talk about this because so much of my focus in the last couple of years has been on wellness and resilience. And you know, I speak about this all over the country. But I don't think there's ever been a time in my life, I know personally, where, wow, I really need to do mental check ins with myself day to day to day. And also, Those that I care about and love. And so I just thought we would talk about kind of mental well being today and give you some practical tips on what you can do to feel that you are in control of your mental health during these times. So obviously, I am not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist, although I. Speak a lot on these issues, and I have a lot of um, uh, interest in them. And I speak quite frequently with psychiatrists and psychologists because I work in an area of medicine that is high acuity and a lot of stress and burnout, and that is anesthesiology and surgery. So, for those of us in perioperative medicine, I think. One of the coping mechanisms that we often use that are healthy are mental check-ins. And I didn't really recognize that this is what I was doing until a couple years ago when I read an article about it. And I thought, oh my goodness, I didn't realize that coming out of my years of burnout, I really learned how to have mental check-ins with myself. Now for me, a mental check-in is something that I can go a couple days and not do, and I can feel it when I stop. So I want to break this down. I want to talk about some how to's and what I do practically to kind of emotionally check in with myself. The first thing I want to do is tell you, number one, you have to have time alone. You don't have to make it a big deal. I think sometimes when people think like, Oh, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to like, it has to be this big hoopla. And the truth of the matter is it really doesn't. You can have a mental check-in with yourself for five minutes. um, In, a bathroom stall at your work if that's all you have that day. You can escape, go to the bathroom, sit down, and just find some privacy there (laughs) and have a five-minute check-in with yourself. I mean, seriously, it doesn't have to be this big, onerous thing to have mental check-ins with yourself. So I really want to say the first thing is you have to have time alone with yourself. If you don't have time alone with yourself, you won't be able to gain clarity on how you're doing mentally. I, my favorite thing to do, especially right now in the midst of our pandemic, is to walk. Now, I recognize I live out in the country, so I can physically distance myself from society quite easily, and maybe you can't. But even if you just walk around your house, um, get outside and just move your body, it's really hard to, if you turn off everything, turn off the music, don't listen to a podcast, it's really hard to escape yourself when you're on a walk. And I think that it can be so revealing because what happens to me when I start walking, is it's not like I look around and I go, oh, everything's fine. That's actually the opposite. What I do is I go, okay, I'm not doing okay with this issue, or I'm worried about this person, or I'm scared about this. And then I'm able to kind of self-coach and talk to myself and really dig deep and go, okay do I have any control over the situation that I'm stressed about? Nope. Just my reaction. That's all I can control. So why don't I lay that to rest or, okay. Is there, is, is this, is, is the, is this, am I looking at this objectively? Hmm probably not because I'm too close to it. Let's step back and kind of give this issue some space. And I really self coach when I'm on my walks. And I can tell you that time alone with yourself, whatever you're doing, whether it's a 15 and I'm not going for an hour walk, you guys, I'm going for like a 15 to 10 minute walk. Sometimes I just walk down to the mailbox and back a couple of times. Um, and my kids all know, Oh, she's outside walking, leave her alone. Like I'm just kind of working through some stuff. And you know, I live in a state where it's freezing like six months out of the year. And I still throw on a hat and gloves and a mask and just walk outside. So I just want to encourage you to spend time with yourself. That's the first step, okay? The second thing is you know, let's talk about what an emotional check-in is. Again, this doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have to be something that you drive somewhere that you create this perfect environment for yourself to, you know, you make the perfect cup of tea. This can just be a mini escape. And literally what I do... Is if I feel that kind of anxiety, that pressure building up at work, that feeling of fear or that feeling of unknown, and there are so many unknowns right now. I mean, we are literally living day to day with information coming out on COVID-19 as what we should be doing as a community. And it's changing, right? Every day it's changing. So there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of unknowns. And the biggest thing is when you have these emotional check-ins, for me, it's just five minutes of when I feel that kind of anxiety building, I'll go, okay, what do I know to be true? And instantly it kind of centers me and takes me back. What do I know to be true? And what is creating my fear? And many times the things that are creating my fear, I have no control over. And if you, and it, it actually is a good thing. Because if you are afraid of something that, is, that you have control over, that's a whole different bag of worms, right? Like, okay, sometimes I get, I get really anxious before my big event, brave enough to, that I put on every year. The week leading up to it, I go through every scenario that could be wrong. Like, I mean, you name it, I have thought through it. And I have such anxiety because I can control I am in control of that conference. So that's very different than the fear of, okay, I have a fear that I'm going to bring this home or that someone I love is going to get sick and I'm not going to be able to help them. There is nothing I can do other than follow the guidelines that our leaders and public health officials have put out, such as good hygiene and staying home and wearing PPE, all those things. That is the only thing I can do. I really can't control the actions of another human being. So, and I can't control a virus. Like I can do my part, but the truth is that it's going to be in my community and I can't, I mean, Sasha Shilkat can't wipe it out. So I think it's really important for us to instantly in that moment, for me, an emotional check-in, a mental check-in is what do I know to be true and really ground yourself. And then what am I afraid about and can I control it? And Sometimes we think if we can control it, it's less scary. To me, if I can control something that I'm afraid about, it's actually more scary because then it's more responsibility. If I can't control it, I just have to have peace in knowing I'm doing the best I can, okay? The next thing I want to talk about, the number three, is you are okay and nothing is wrong with you. <laughs> now, I'm not talking about if you have... Um, Serious anxiety, and you're struggling, I hear you, and I want to encourage you to seek help from a mental therapist or a psychiatrist who can help you. There are so many awesome resources out there. I'm talking about the person who is comparing themselves and feels like, What is wrong with me? Why am I not doing okay during COVID? I'm not talking about people who are struggling with clinical anxiety and depression. First, I think we have an enormous amount of pressure on us, okay? I and I'm hearing this from, you know, I lead a group of 11,000 women doctors. And I hear them and their stress and their struggles and they're blaming themselves right now. Like somehow they're supposed to, you know, handle a pandemic and Teaching their kids at home and working for sixteen hours in the hospital without a break, and they're just supposed to be able to handle, you know, this on top of everything else that they normally do without one struggle or one, you know, challenge. And there's, there's just something must be wrong with them if they're mentally weak if they're struggling with this. Well, the truth is that nothing's wrong with you. Okay, if you're struggling right now and you find yourself a little tearful or weepy, there's, pro- you're, you're okay. You're human give yourself grace. You're doing the best that you can. Now, I don't want to say that, you know, I I don't want to discourage people from seeking help. Actually, I want to encourage you. And help comes in many forms. It can become, it can come in the form of a friend, of a work colleague, of reaching out and just saying, you know, I'm struggling today. I had this, this, just this week, I had a day where I was really struggling to get through the day without tears. And I sent out a signal to my four friends who I did not want to send a signal out to, because I didn't, I was embarrassed that I was quite frankly, struggling not to cry just to get through my day. And I sent out a text and said, I'm really struggling today. And instantly all of them came to my text string and started encouraging me and validating my my feelings and thoughts and affirming me and giving me hope and saying "sash you're okay it's a really stressful time what you're doing is stressful and so you're okay nothing is wrong with you and you're doing the best you can and if you're struggling to get out of bed in the morning if you're really struggling if you're having you know a lot of anxiety please call and seek help because you don't want to be struggling right now when you there's help for you. All of us are having a hard time and what help looks like is different for every person. I really want to encourage you and I want to tell you it's okay. You're going to be okay. The other thing is that the fourth thing that I'm doing are brain breaks. Now, let me tell you. I'm doing these brain breaks because I got to be honest. Um social media right now is uh, uh, it's like a sinking hole. <laughs> Like I go in there to look something up and this is what I was doing originally. I was looking on Twitter or looking on social or look just even Google, like Googling different things and news outlets. And then to ask a question, to find out a question. And what was happening was I would answer that question because I would read something. And then instead of stopping there, I would go to the next thing. Oh my gosh, I don't know anything about this. And then I'm reading about that and I'm getting depressed about this, or I'm getting nervous about this. And it just became this snowball. And there's a lot of negative, um, dramatic, arrogant ego right now coming out on social media. And it's, it's something I'm not interested in at all because it never makes me feel, never leads me to a positive behavior. That's to me, the litmus test of who I follow on social media. If I follow someone on social media and it leads me to a positive behavior, they're in, they're on my feed. They're there to stay. If I'm following someone on social media and it leads me to a negative behavior, self-behavior, I'm out. So it's a, it's a very easy litmus test. And right now, more than ever, you need a brain break. Your brain needs a break. Because chances are at work, you're having to work in ways or work and do things that you've never had to do before, or just in a different pattern than you've had to do before. So that's requiring your brain and requiring energy for your brain. And then you go home and you're probably, if you're like me, you have children who have homework and schoolwork that maybe they struggled with during the day and you got to check all the boxes and make sure everybody's logging in and doing their zoom and checking all the stuff and handing it all in. And it's, that requires your brain. And so your brain needs a break. So what I have been doing is I have been sitting in the sun with music in my ears for 10 minutes a day at least 10 minutes a day. I try to do maybe five minutes here, 10 minutes there. I just find sun wherever I am. Even if I'm at work, I go to a window and I just sit there if the sun is hopefully shining and I play music for five minutes and just give my brain some rest. The other thing, and I cannot stress this enough is sleep. So many of us are not sleeping well right now. And I recognize this. You really have to sleep. Sleeping is the most it's the most healing and regenerating time for your brain. I don't know if you know that, but that's when all the scavengers come out and they soak up all the free radicals, which cause a lot of negative breakdown in your brain basically. And so you have to sleep if you're not getting good sleep, uninterrupted sleep, no screen time, no television, but true sleep, you're not, your brain isn't able to kind of scavenge those radicals, those free radicals, and all of the negative things that, that are produced during the day. And kind of regenerate and reset. So the other thing is the last thing I want to give you, and I'm just going to try to keep these little COVID-19 podcast short. Um, I want to encourage you to pick up something new. You might be thinking, are you nuts? You're going to tell me to do something new. Yes, I am. Maybe you haven't played the guitar and you've always wanted to. Maybe you haven't read a book for a fiction book in years. Maybe you haven't never you have written in your journal in years. Maybe there's something physical like, I don't know, ping pong that you want to try or, you know, something. Try something new that will stimulate your brain. For me, I'm taking a class right now online and I'm loving it. It's totally unrelated to medicine and it's all about the Enneagram and I'm learning all about personalities and I'm just... I'm just kind of having fun doing something that is like a totally, just a brain break for me. It's freeing. I'm not thinking about anything else when I'm listening to this 30 minute class online and I'm feeling accomplished because I'm doing something that is healthy. So I hope that I gave you some tips today. I want to encourage you, if you're struggling, please reach out to someone, whether it's a friend, it's someone at your church, it's someone that you work with, it's a medical licensed therapist or a psychiatrist. Please, please, please reach out. You don't want to be struggling right now. It's such an important time that we keep our brains healthy. And remember, that takes effort and energy. So thank you for tuning in. And as always, live brave. This has been an HSG production.